Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Do, da, dippity. You can go with this or you can go with that. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Of course, you can also hear us on HD2 on the FM, dot, uh, on the FM band, I should say, at 100.3 HD2 and the ESPN Chicago app. All right, Brian, you want to bring up Justin Fields. We also play classic Fields. rock. On, if you're listening on HD2, we also play some classic rock between segments. No, we don't. Like, no, we don't. No, I wish we did. No, yeah. we didn't. That'd be up here. Did you ever, were you ever on that? Uh, what? How many different? 100 points. Yeah. I, actually, I actually have a tattoo on my forearm of a FM AM dial, and I've got about 20 hash marks on it. Wow. For all, all the places stops? I've worked in my career. Yeah. Man, you got to write this book. I, I mean, I'll be the first one. I, I, I'd love to. All right. That. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that on my free time, which I have none right now. But if I find free time, maybe I'll jot some. 20 different. Story. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Do you remember all the call letters? I do. I do. When I look at my arm, though, if I if I look at a hash mark, I have to really think about, oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, that right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were in Encino or something. Never made it to San Francisco. You were no, I was no, not Encino. I was uh, (laughs) just north of San Fernando Valley. Lived up there, ran some radio stations, and I thought, "Ah, you know, it's a five-hour drive. We'll get there, and then all of a sudden, I find myself back in the Midwest, going, "I never made it to San Francisco." Well, but you never really. You said you didn't care about trolley cars and salt, salt, you know. Giardelli yeah, it sounds it sounds very hilly and foggy and chilly. <laughs> like I don't want to be I don't want to be in fifty degree weather in July. Yeah, it's counterintuitive. Well, well, is that? Hey, um, did we find out a reason why Soup Campbell got fired? Uh, you know, we were we were asking that question last week amongst uh, ourselves, between ourselves. So, you know, yep. we're still trying to figure out director of player engagement. I, I have not I have not seen anything definitive on the subject. Well, how about Although, the third wasn't there a, Yeah, wasn't there? A th- yeah, and maybe. Maybe that was something they knew was brewing, and somehow, well, they knew, I mean, it, it, it didn't become public because David Moore got arrested on July fourth, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, and that was last. Yeah, that was uh, that was last Monday. Okay, so that no, it, so it didn't happen. But it was a had, Friday previous to that last Monday where that story broke. Right, we had two. We had two previous arrests with mm-hmm. new bears from mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts. Which, and he was you know, the on. Uh, he was person in charge of onboarding players or something like that. I, I, I can't I, remember I, his title. Well, I could. I look mean, it up. but Eberflus brought. I mean, if you're bringing them from Indianapolis, who knows the players better than the head coach, right? Um, where he used to isn't be it easier to get rid of a soup than the head coach for this? That's what I'm saying. Was yeah. I mean, was he scapegoated? Because well, first of all, David Moore is just a guy. Okay. But this is a, a Peggy Kaczynski tweeted out, you know, one arrest, shame on you, two arrests, shame on me, three arrests, you've got a you've got an issue up here at Alice Hall. You know, what the hell's going on? Yep. And David Moore, you know, signed a one year deal for a million bucks. And, he, you know, he has he, he's put up some numbers in Seattle and whatever. I mean, but what kind of dope is out there doing dope and passing out behind the car? Or behind the wheel of a car, and at, at this point, you know Ryan Poles. This is not a really great way to to start your your regime and no. your new administration, right? No, I mean, he's the no. third player arrested. We're so running out of people. I, I just the you know yeah one guy who's got the extended magazine and the automatic weapon, 
in downtown Chicago. And by the way, last night was another, you know, what show in downtown Chicago. If, if you if you're going downtown Chicago after midnight or even after 10 p.m., in the loop now, Northside. I remember back in the day, it was safe to walk around this city after midnight. And it's not anymore, and you're absolutely right. I would not be down here for any reason. No, and there's one block of State Street, 400 North State Street, where this is like the third incident. Two blocks away from where we're at right now. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and like they every two, three weeks, there's, there's a mass shooting there, and there's chaos. So if you're out, right near the House of Blues, yeah, right. Yep. If if you're out, you're, you should have your head examined, and the chances are the hospital will be examining your head if you're you're caught up in any of this stuff. Our buddy Mark Lazarus just tweeted out though. The, the other side of that coin is he he said he was driving down. He called it Lakeshore Drive, which some people still do, and saying heading to softball. And I don't have to tell you because you live here, but damn, is this city gorgeous? And on a day like today, it is absolutely stunning. But, boy, the stuff going on. The good news is last night, no bears were on the uh, police blotter. Um, the bad news is the police blotter every night. On it's every it's busy. It's filled. It's, it's, it's horrible. But anyway, so David Moore, you know, is the third bear arrested. And he was, you know, it, it, you just can't keep having this. I mean, you can't have it, it's, it's one is too many, enough. Brian. One is too many. We're three. Now. We're at three. Yeah. So I, I just. But that said, we can get into um, Justin Fields and what's all good because he seems like a guy who gets it. He's a guy who's putting out, tweeting out uh, videos of him on a treadmill while he's on vacation. I mean, no one's questioning his work ethic and approach and his off-the-field stuff. And by the way, Eberflus was the guy who told the, the team on the last day up at OTAs um, in minicamp to basically make sure you don't get in trouble before you report back here for training camp, right? And Obviously, you have to send that message in this day and time, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and, and but the problem is that, you know, David Moore got arrested on drug and weapons charges, and so he didn't heed the head coach's uh, uh, advice and warning. So I don't. how do you handle him once, I mean, uh, do, do you just... Cut him and say we don't need you. You know, you're one year. It seems to me that anybody that gets into and I get the uh, you know innocent until proven guilty. But let's face it: if you get arrested and you're a professional NFL player, you're already in some sort of trouble because there there was enough to arrest you. So it seems to me that it would be a situation where it's like we just don't want part of this person, but. You know, Pringle's on that list, too, isn't he? He is. He is absolutely on that. You know, he was arrested in Florida, charges reckless driving, driving suspended license. I believe he had a minor in the car with him. And then Matt Adams was the one arrested in the loop, um, charged with the misdemeanor of firearm possession, the extended, again, extended um, uh, magazines, stuff that I don't understand why anyone has to have, but... You know, you know right, right. Uh, it's it's been busy uh, in the HR department for the Bears. Yeah, and they you know they put out the perfunctory. We're aware of this uh, David Moore incident, and uh, we're in the process of gathering more information, and we'll refrain from making any further comment at this time. I mean that that's just boilerplate. They've got mm-hmm. they've got that thing. Unfortunately, probably have a stack of those, and they, so they have just, a template of that now. Yeah, yeah. Just fill in the name here, and unfortunately, we, we've issued a couple of. Yeah, we've been down this road before. We know what to do. Yeah, but um, yeah. After the break, we can dive into Justin Fields or uh, Josh Schrock, who I really enjoy 
following on Twitter and also in um, reading his stuff on NBC Sports Chicago, did a pretty good deep dive into uh, pro football focus um, and, and their you know, their grading system and their metrics. They really paint an encouraging picture of Justin Fields based on the last third or so of his season last year and giving the the issues he had with the head coach and the play calling and the offensive scheme, which was not nearly what it needed to be and how much that hindered his game. But we can get into the numbers because we know the kid's got the great work ethic. We know that he's putting the time in. We know that everyone who plays with him is, you know, loves his leadership ability, loves uh, the big arm. And Eberflus was effusive in his praise about how he throws the deep ball and, and throwing the deep ball on the run. And all this stuff is really encouraging if you can put, you know, some talent around him and, and some guys to catch the ball and guys to protect him. But um, pro football focus grades will encourage you, I think, that um, this kid is going to be a franchise. Well, I, I look forward to diving into that. Uh, you know, just on the surface, without all that information, it seems like things were so messed up last year that just addition by subtraction having a different situation for him to play oh, in is going to is mean, going to uh, appear as a plus right away at least that's our hope yeah i mean uh, you know luke getsy wasn't calling plays in green bay but you know he, he was he was around aaron Rodgers and his new tattoo I yeah if, you, if you're yeah i saw that if you're close to... enough to that situation you think that you would be able to uh, you know just uh, let that sink in and bring that osmosis else. right yeah, yeah. osmosis that's the word yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I want you to break down that tattoo for me because Twitter had a lot of fun with it. But we'll, we'll break down Justin uh, Fields, courtesy of Josh Schrock, and a pretty good piece on NBC Sports Chicago and why uh, the numbers say the arrow pointing straight up on Justin Fields. While they, on the team overall, according to many, not so much. Well, over under in Vegas, 6.5 wins in a 17-game season. And I believe if you're betting the under – you have to pay more juice because more people are betting the under. So it's yeah. weighted to not so good. Yeah, that makes sense. 312-332-3776. We'll dive into that and take your phone calls here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. From the old National Bank studio on State Street, it's ESPN 1000. Brian Hanley, Mark Zander, and uh, Will G. Chase. He's a regular contributor to ESPN 1000 Twitter, Brian. He posted a, uh, a meme from The Simpsons that said, Three days without an accident. You, you, if you've ever been at uh, like a warehouse or whatever, they have those signs, right? Yeah. That are posted, say, three days, four days, depending on how long it, it goes without anybody having an accident. And uh, he posted three days without a bear's arrest. So maybe at Hallis Hall, they have one of those things. Every day it's like, hey, guys, Update if we could board. reach 50 days, everybody gets a cupcake. Yeah, everyone gets a bonus. Um, it will it will also said he plays tennis, but he doesn't watch it. But, you know, the, the, the tip-off is for David Moore. It's, first of all, it wasn't like one fifteen in the morning. It was 11.15 at night, though, and then he's passed out, allegedly, in the drive-through at Taco Bell, they, it's so, so easy to avoid being passed out in a drive-through. It really is easy. I've never done Taco it. Taco Bell. Usually, I think people at Taco Bell at a certain hour, 
uh, you know, have the munchies for a reason, right? Yeah. So they found the edibles and then they found three pistols. Um, so, you know, in Texas, they, 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 they haven't gotten to the point where recreational marijuana is legal. I was going to say, it, you're, you're in trouble for the reverse. Right. I have seen, though, in Oklahoma, I was out of Norman, and there was a cop posted up at a Taco Bell drive through sure. It's it's like the shooting fish in a barrel. Right? <laughs> it is. So I it saw is. someone get arrested after he got his sure. tacos. They pulled him over after. Yeah. And I get mean, to finish I, him. I, they I don't do that at a sushi place, an all-night sushi place. Nobody yeah. goes for sushi after no. getting no. high. <laughs> no. I mean, there's a reason there's 20 cars in line, and they're upset that the guy's passed out and the line's not moving. But, yeah, Taco Bell at a certain hour, you would just assume that they're there because, you know, they're hungry. And they're hungry because they've been— That seems a little early at night to be so— messed up but right i, guess I mean like timing. Saying, it, wasn't, it wasn't two two fifteen but it was eleven fifteen. Right. does that do they is that probable cause just being in line at a drive-through at taco bell i mean they don't wait for to you to swerve or drive without your lights on or something it <laughs> is in oklahoma i guess yeah, probably is. <laughs> just, if you're in there, your home state of texas yeah here here yeah, yeah you know what here hey get as high as you want eat as much tacos as you want but don't Stay bring home. the guns to the party and don't drive if you're... Yeah, don't you're, drive. If you're higher than a kite, you'll get yeah. Uber Eats. They'll bring the Taco Bell to you. I yes, mean, they will. They will um, not They will not deliver guns, I do not believe. Only and, in Texas. And, and they, in do, Texas. Do they have Uber guns in Texas? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, Jake, that's your home state. You tell us what they Yeah, we're poking uh, fun at Jake. Hey, I've lived in Chicago now for five years, so I don't... I'm not saying any, I'm still texting, but I'm not saying anything else. Well, okay. you, occasionally okay. you get... We well, get you know, Oklahoma, they definitely will... Hand deliver, home deliver guns. You know, you've been here five years, but occasionally the you all, y'all, or all y'all slips out. All y'all. I heard yeah. it. I all heard it today. Yeah. Gets all bad in my, uh, when I go through, or I guess I was going to say a drive through, uh, but when I order food or something, I'll go, all right, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. So, so and, and another thing, too, you probably enjoy a beer or two, right, in your life, right? Well, yeah, a couple Still times. Like a yeah, Shiner Bach there, from yeah. your home state. Oh, I yeah, love Shiner Bach. One of my favorites. I, when I lived in California, I didn't let my Chicago show until I were a couple drinks in. And I think that's pretty common for anybody, right? Then, then everybody's and, like, oh, my God. Where are you from? Where Dex? are you from? Oh, my yeah. God. What, what is with you? It's like, oh, I'm letting my Chicago show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. All y'all. Uh, all all y'all. y'all. If you want to call all y'all, 312-332-3776. All right, so let's talk Justin right. Fields. Uh, okay. Good news, Brian. You promised good news. Give it to us. All right, so my buddy Brad Biggs used to keep this tally. Uh, all y'all quarterbacks that started for the Bears since Brett Favre showed up in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And Josh, Josh Rock leads with uh, 35 different quarterbacks have started a game for the Bears in the last 30 seasons. Now, can you let that sink in for a second? Oh, we talked about that. I think I think Fred and I one day, I printed something out. Yeah, the that list. Since Bart Starr, Bart Starr, vintage Bart Starr, for the Bears and the Packers, and it literally was the ratio of like 20 to 1. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and think, not worse. Know, think of the Peter Tom Willis's and, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, if we start down the list. That should be a, like, a, trivia, a Bears trivia board game. Uh, seriously, right? Uh, was it was it Henry Burris? He was he's on that list, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were down in Champaign when the Bears were playing the season down there when they're renovating Soldier Field and not putting a, a dome on it. And um, 
I hear they want to try to just throw one on there now, huh? Oh, we got to talk about it. But, I mean, Henry Burris took the ball under center, stepped back like a step and a half, and fell on his rear end, and no one had even touched him. He just tripped over his own damn feet. I mean, but that the clown car quarterbacks and the lack of uh, talent that we saw over those 35 different starting quarterbacks. It was like we were doing charitable work. Oh, my good Lord. It's like, yeah, well, sure. You know, the guy in the 10th row can come out and take a, take a few snaps, see if that works for him, right? But uh, Josh Schrock wrote about pro football focus metrics and um, mentioned that, you know, the constraints they had with Matt Nagy and, and the, the, the Denny's menu of plays that never really had any rhythm or feel to it. Mm. But pro football focus uh, grades out uh, Justin Fields pretty well. Uh, he finished the season with a PFF grade of 64.2 and a passing grade of 60.8. Now, those aren't great. They're in the lower third of the league at 24th and 25th of, among qualified quarterbacks. Josh writes, however, over his last five games, the overall grade was 76.9 and his passing grade was 71.1. Those marks ranked 9th and 11th among quarterbacks with at least 150 dropbacks from week 8 to 18. So he was getting better. Mm. And he said those numbers are just the tip of the iceberg for PFF. Last season, Fields led the league with 14 runs of 10 or more yards. So we, we know the kid's athletic, and we know he can throw on the run, right? Yep. He, um, he notched an NFL best 90.5 passing grade when outside the pocket over his final five starts. And the problem was Nagy never let him roll outside the pocket by design. He only did that 19 times last year. So here's Justin Fields is showing you what he can do, and you're not smart enough to do more of that, which got your man. Well, Nagy. at this point, we, we, we've read the book on Nagy. Yeah, I mean. I mean and, and, couldn't we say that about Trubisky, too? Did he really, did he really call the game based on whatever strengths Matt, uh, Trubisky had? And, a lot of people know, argue that that's not lot, the case. A lot of people argue that, but I will argue that certainly he wasn't nearly as athletic. The arm strength wasn't there. Oh, no doubt. I, I'm, not, I'm not comparing those two. I'm just no. saying Nagy realizing what tools he had, did he customize the game plan based on that? I never got that impression. I never got the impression he tr- he customized anything to the most important you know, guy. You know, I, I applauded, like everyone else, applauded Pace and Nagy for getting Justin Fields and doing something no one really thought was going to happen that draft night, right? Mm, yeah. And then the drop completely dropped the ball when you didn't want the guy on the field and you didn't even let him take a snap in training camp, not with the first team. I mean, so now you put him on the shelf because, I don't know, cynically we were trying to buy yourself an extra season by not having him anywhere near uh, uh, an actual game. But once he gets out there, he gets out because of injury, and you still don't tailor your game plan to what the kid can do, and he can throw on the run, and he's got a great passing arm, and a deep, he can throw the deep ball. And, again, leads the league with a 90.5 passing grade when outside the pocket over his final five starts. And a 138.5 passer rating on designed rollouts. But, again, you only had 19 of those because Matt Nagy wasn't smart enough to, to do anything right, really. Um, but, you know, PFF goes on. Fields tied with pretty good names here. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson for second in the NFL in big-time throw percentage at 6.1%, and that's a metric PFF uses to measure throwing high on both difficulty and value, and the number jumps to 7.3% when he was in rhythm, quote-unquote, per PFF. So there's a lot to like here, and the kid is only getting better. He's putting in the time, and now it 
uh, you hope, I mean, you have to hope that there's an actual guy with a football IQ, again, who hasn't done it at, at I think he did it at the at a minor college level or junior college level in Luke Getze. It was a play caller. He hasn't done it in the NFL, but he comes out of uh, a Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers where he was and, close to seeing, absolutely. you know, the inner workings of a successful approach. Well, yeah. So you have to hope that that's not Super Bowl be winning, but certainly a successful approach with with one of the best quarterbacks ever. Amen. So you know, it, it hopefully, uh, Luke Getzey is paying attention, and Eberflus is paying attention, and you know they're actually going to try to emphasize what Justin's doing well currently. And then find out if there's more there because, you know, first of all, you have to make sure he's protected. And he can't put the ball on the ground. There there were self-inflicted wounds for Justin Fields. Um, and, and he's got to realize that he can't make a play out of nothing. If it's not there, he's got to either run out of bounds or get rid of it. You know, things that Trubisky didn't learn and, and would try to make something out of nothing. And it ends up being a turnover. So he's got to get better at that. But at least from the pro football focus metrics and grade system, the last third of this season was pretty encouraging if you're looking for a franchise quarterback label that's going to stick to Justin Fields. And, and that's despite who was coaching the team and, and yep. all, that, all that dysfunction. Yep. And, and, you know, basically what they're saying is he is seemingly going to be better. He's already started making improvements in that situation, but they're not talking about overall what that team is going to be doing. So we've got to... If we want to keep hope, because we're not winning a Super Bowl this year, that would be an absolute miracle. We have no. to see the improvement of Justin within the context of a team that may not even be a 500 team. Well, again, and then it all starts up front. And what that offensive line, could it even be serviceable? Uh, you know, at, at the start of the season, who knows what that looks like. But that's the other part of it. Justin Fields has faced pressure on 42.8% of his dropbacks in under two and a half seconds or less. So two and a half seconds or less, he's, he's now running for his life. And that's on 27% of his dropbacks. So you got to get him at least a, more, a second more time so he can be one, two, three throw, right? I mean, you know what? And, and, and the first thing that flashed through my mind when you gave me that stat, if I, I'm a gearhead, I love racing, and I, I appreciate drag racing, right? Those nitro mm-hmm. funny cars, they go 1,000 feet in three seconds. Wow. So that's actually quicker than that. Think about that. It, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Obviously, not enough time. Not nearly enough time. I think they were doing that on upper... Uh Wacker near Columbus last weekend, weren't they? Wasn't that? The, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. Not not quite the nitro nitro stuff. No, not yeah, really. Yeah, fast cars, but not nitro fast. What are they calling it? The car sideshows or slideshows? Slideshows, I think they were calling. And yeah, then it turned I, into a complete havoc. <laughs> right. Yeah. As as those things usually do. So Justin is going to. Uh, I, I I appreciate having them weigh in on a lot of different stats that point in uh, an upward swing for Justin Fields because again that might be the only pleasure we get out of this Bears season. Well, isn't it is a is a better Justin Fields? I mean, when, when if you're going to you know ask what a successful season for the Chicago Bears is at a at a minimum at a bare minimum, it's got to be. Great, great improvement or encouraging signs from Justin Fields, the most important right. player on this roster. Right. And and when when the Bears season starts and we're going to be here, a lot of that is going to be like, yeah, they didn't look great, but doesn't Justin look a little better? I mean, that yeah. might be our reality. 
it might not translate to seven wins. You know, if you're in Vegas, you might still right. want to go under six and a half. Although yep. Mike North said he'd, he'd bet the over right now. And, and, you know, listen to the odds couple, you're going to make money. And, and Mike said he'd, he'd go over six and a half. But, it, you know, I don't think anyone envisions a, a 500 or better season. And you can't have 500 with 17 games. But I wonder if Mike would go over seven, though. That's a great question. I mean, or, they, 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 or even eight, but let's just say seven. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you're sitting here thinking, okay, I, I think they got seven in them. Boy, you're going to sweat that bet, I think for sure, given the schedule too. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's hit break here. We'll come back. We've got some other things to cover. We've got those uh, Twitter polls up at ESPN one thousand. And uh, during the break, I am going to study the tattoo of one Aaron Rodgers. This thing Good. is super I'm, busy. I have I no idea. This must have meaning to him, and he's a bit of a, a complicated guy. And this is one complicated tattoo. If you don't know what I'm looking at, uh, look it up online. It's like wow. All right, we'll be right back. It's Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000. White Sox today, 110 first pitch. Connor's on the play-by-play with DJ pregame at 1230. You know what I'm I always sure, say about um, yeah, Connor? Yeah, 1230 with uh, Deion Miller, actually, today. You know what I always say about Connor? He, what do you always say? When we talk about White Sox, he's cerebral, and I'm visceral. You know, I, I'm, I'm the one saying I feel duped, I get angry, and I'm not <laughs> right. even a Sox fan. And and Connor, you know, he, he actually taught, I think, high school English. English, he, he, yes, English, yes, yeah. yes. He's a learned man. He's well-read, he's learned, he's right. intelligent, and I'm more meatball. So... After, you know, we get done, you know, emoting and beating up and pounding the table, then Connor comes in with that. And I heard it yesterday after leaving here, listening to the pregame. It's like, oh, that's, you know, uh, White Sox Weekly and then ultimately the pregame. It's like that's that's soothing. Makes me Mm -hmm. feel a little better, even though Mm -hmm. things aren't necessarily better. He has a way to frame things. Yeah, don't get me going. One day, one day, Johnny Cueto, calm the nerves. But we'll see what they uh, they got in store tonight. Yes, today. and uh, Michael Kopech is on the mound. Uh, he's got to make up for last start. That was pretty rough. So uh, I spent the commercial break looking at the tattoo that Aaron oh, Rodgers boy. have. Now, I have several tattoos myself. I, ha- I am no expert. All my tattoos have great meaning to me. There are great many people walking around on this earth that have tattoos that mean nothing to them because or they, they think it means they, drunk or, or they, something. Or they think it means something that it doesn't mean. Like they get some sort of uh, Chinese graphic or, you know, or symbols, and right. you know, the tattoo artist say, "Oh, sure." But, that's the, but what then, it means. if you think yeah. about it, Brian, and and I don't mean to get too uh, uh, metaphysical on you, but even if it doesn't actually mean what they think it means, if it means that to them because it was misrepresented, it still means that to them. Right. But if they were getting it at three in the morning because they, you know, Taco Bell was closed and sure, that's what it means. Peace, love and understanding and, and wealth and happiness for your life. Uh, that's 50 bucks. I don't even know how much tattoos cost. $50. Wow. The, what is this? 1985? No, <laughs> you're, you're a little bit how, off, pal. Okay. Uh, how? Just guessing. How long did that take? How many sessions? And what do you think? Okay. Uh, I, I would say the detail, that? the detail of this. And, and, and before I get into that, this is the uh, tweet that he put out when he posted this on Instagram. <clears throat> well, I should say Instagram. There's a deep and meaningful story in connection to this absolutely e- 
to absolutely each element of this art piece, and I'll share a little more about that one day, perhaps when he's a game show host or retired. For now, thankful for blah, blah, blah with his patience and artistry. So let me say this. It is extremely, extremely oh. detailed. It's, uh, it's uh, black and white. It's contrast of skin and, and uh, uh, you know, ink, black, no, no coloring beyond shading. And uh, it represents, I see water in there, so there are some elements to this. I see some elements, as you might see, on an element table. I see uh, a couple of lions. One is roaring. One is not. Does that have anything to, to do with Detroit? I doubt it. <laughs> I would hate to think that he referenced Detroit lions on his arm for the rest of his life. But it's. I would and say. The, I would the say the eye. The, the eye for vision. Yeah, that? and well, that's isn't that like Illuminati eye? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. That, something like that. that the, isn't that the people who chase people or celebrities? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 So. My guess would be that this is probably sitting down and uh, multiple sessions, maybe three or four. There's so much detail here. I can't imagine it be any less than that. Like an hour per session? How, how long is a session, do you think? Well, it, it really depends on the artist and, and, what, and, and how, what they could take. Now, this is on the inside of his uh, forearm. forearm yeah. so, and I have a tattoo on the inside of my forearm. And I can tell you my tattoo is nowhere near detailed like that. But mine was not very painful at all. Matter of fact, probably the least painful of all tattoos. But I think my tattoo artist... The best ones have a very light touch, mm -hmm. and I would imagine that there's no real solid, solid lines on this. So this is the light touch too. So right. you know, maybe hour, hour and a half each, and, and maybe yeah, probably no more than four sessions, maybe three. And but so incredibly this is, detailed. This is a high end tattoo artist, so it you is. imagine what what he paid for this. He can afford it, obviously, but. Yeah. Guessing ballpark. What do you think? Ten uh, thousand? No, no. Maybe this is a twenty five hundred dollar tattoo. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's low. I'm guessing. They I mean, do they him. charge? Do they? It, it depends. If it's a friend of his, or right. if it's somebody that just uh, they see publicity. Aaron Rodgers walk in, it's right. like I know what this guy just made. I want to charge right. him this. Or, or you know, he knows that he's going to put it out there and get publicity and you know, have that many more. Then there's people. that. Then there's yeah. that. So I think 25 is probably a, a fair with tip. And what's, 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 what's the fan thing at the bottom there? What is that? The, I have no idea what that is. I have no idea. That doesn't represent anything to me. The obvious stuff is the, the water you yeah. see. And, you know, again, the element table and the earth and, and all of what that. What does but, water mean in a tattoo? Well, it's a part of the elements and he references, um, uh, let's see. Uh, I think he used hashtag the elements. Okay. So he's got water in there. I don't yeah. see fire. For Green Bay, it should be snow and ice, shouldn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are the elements of which he excels. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, for a kid for he went to, you know Berkeley, um, he's adapted pretty well to Lambeau Field's elements. Yeah, this is uh, this is interesting, and I'm. I would imagine this artist is going to get a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Based but, on if, if, but if he's charging, you know, if he's like tattoo artist to the stars, he probably maybe doesn't even need it. But, yeah, he has an idea what Aaron makes. And just from the State Farm commercials, he could afford this. Oh, easily. Easily. Pretty impressive tattoo, though. And I look forward to one day for him to break it down. I don't. Yeah, that's the neat kind of cool thing about tattoos if if you enjoy people asking about your tattoo and you have one that's personal you can kind of explain it 
Right. And and so many people see my my FM radio dial. And this is that's a cool one. I'm glad yeah, you told us. About this that. is. Yeah, this is um, if you know, if you remember uh, uh, Marantz stereo receivers from mm-hmm. the 70s. Yeah, this is the blue glow of the Marantz and it's the uh, orange dial markers that Various I had colors. modeled after. And it goes from my wrist to my elbow on the inside of my forearm. And uh, a lot of people ask me and, and some people say, oh, do you fish? It's like uh, like I have a ruler on my arm for fish. It's like I hope I can do better than that. That literally is a foot long. If I'm fishing, I hope I can do better than that. But yeah, you know, it, it's all about the explanation. And and Aaron, if he's in the mood, I would imagine he's got uh, quite a bit of explanation to do when people ask him what this tattoo is about. So is that the that tattoo that have the twenty different stops? That uh, yeah yeah this radio? is yeah this yeah. is it this is yeah. it. Matter of fact. I will uh, I will post a video. I'll have Jake take it's no I think I could take one. I'll post a video on uh, Twitter. Uh, not a cool. video a, a picture of my tattoo. The 20 t- different places you worked in your in your esteemed uh classic yes, rock radio it, it, career. Well actually and and not to get too technical but I had a couple of national radio shows that aired all over the country. So I did not put those on. These are the actual studios that I sat in in my career and did radio shows. Did you update it with the one you're sitting in now? I have I, that. I have it. My tattoo artist left, and I'm kind of afraid that somebody's not going to be able to match this orange. Hmm. So I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. I've got to reach out to him and say, "Is there a special orange that I should relay?" Because I definitely don't want it. I, I just want it perfect. Tang, tang orange, the color of tang. tang. Well, yeah, it kind of is tang orange. Look it up, Jake. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, you ever have Tang? Huh? Space food sticks? Oh, see, I was just going to say that. They go, they go together. A Tang and space food sticks. I have no... This is Snacks all... Snacks of the kids in the 70s. No, yeah. Tang. It was, it was, I'm blanking. Uh, it Do was they even what, sell Tang anymore? It was when NASA was a thing, when we were landing on the moon. You, you know, know what NASA is? <laughs> just the Cold War? You're from, you're from no. Houston. Apollo 11, Apollo 13. Oh, I like uh, those movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that was that, actually life. Jay. Yeah, the, the astronauts movies. astronauts supposedly ate space food sticks and drank Tang, um, and and we all did. And uh, ooh, that was ooh, tasty. I used to get like the um, ice cream sandwiches, the space sandwiches. They would sell them after you do the whole museum thing. Uh, we would go on a field trip ride, and they just hand you out these space ice cream sandwiches, and it, it, it was just so dry; it was nasty. <laughs> I used to try to eat the uh, the wax elephant from uh, Lincoln Park oh, Zoo. Oh, for that didn't work. That wasn't <laughs> food. The, the the hot wax mold. Thing Remember I, those? The hot wax. Yeah, I think they still have those at the they're zoo. Still, they're running out of parts. There, there was like one company or family that owned the company, and like the Field Museum or Brookfield Zoo. Um, you know those machines are as old as I am, right? And so if if a part breaks, they they have to like scavenge. I can't believe the- you know the details about this very machine that I just randomly brought up. Well, I grew up the same, you know, the same time you did. We all went there, and at the end of the, the museum trip, like Jake, he got a dry ice cream sandwich from space, and we <laughs> got and we were plugging quarters into the hot wax mold to, to get an elephant or whatever, right? Yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. Tang I mean, and Lord. wax, wax uh, figures. I didn't ever try the... to eat the wax though, unless no. you know, because you would get that the the wax thing with the with the fake the the faux Kool Aid in there or whatever it was, right? The wax. Sticks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I never. I would never chew on. Those. I would chew on the wax like it was like like I was Johnny Cueto. Yeah. <laughs> 
Bringing it back to sports. <laughs> yeah, bring yeah, it right back to sports. Go. See what yes. we did? Now yeah. it's time for break. We'll be right back. Pick it up after this. If you want to jump in, 312-332-3776. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000 until 1230. Deion Miller picks it up there with the pregame to the White Sox. First pitch today, 110. Connor on the play-by-play with DJ on ESPN 1000. Your home for Chicago White Sox baseball. As Michael Kopech takes the mound and tries to erase the last start because it's just one at a time. And if you have a bad start, the best thing to do is to come back and erase that with a good one. Yeah, salvage the series, get a split with the four games against the um, Tigers, which I said you need to sweep. Right, right. Three of four wouldn't have been bad. Uh, split, well, that's salvaging. Yeah, and I mean, at least Cueto gave you the opportunity to, to get the split because it could have been <laughs> we could have been really looking at uh, a dark Sunday here. Um, but, you know, if Michael Kopech can come out and, and deal like uh, Marcus Stroman did against the Dodgers, welcome back, Marcus Stroman. Um, he was limited to 59 pitches, and um, but he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, coming off the I.L. with the shoulder issue, and it's you know, we talk about the Sox I.L. list and how long it is and, and how they haven't been full strength. Think about this. The Cubs had five starters on the I.L. before Stroman came off, right? You have Drew Smiley, who's going to start today, I believe. Kyle Hendricks joined the the group this week, unfortunately. Alec Mills is on there. Wade Miley, not Drew Smiley. I like to say uh, Wiley and Smiley or Miley and Smiley. Um, but think about that. Stroman, you know, obviously was was Seiya Suzuki was the the big centerpiece off sign off season signing three years seventy one million. He can opt out after two years. And Jesse dropped a little bit of a bomb on us a few weeks ago before he was hurt that. You know, he he might be dealt by August second. I'm thinking, what a short stay that was going to be for a guy who fell in love with Wrigley Field and the Cub fan base in the off season, and it was reciprocated by Cubs Nation. Mm-hmm. But but you see good. that point. I could see the point why he might be trade bait. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately I mean, for the Cub fans. It, but now with the injury coming off it, um, you know, I don't know if you could stretch him out between now and August second to. The point, if I mean, if he's the guy you thought you were going to get, and yesterday had, of the twelve outs he got, uh, half of them were on the ground. You know, allowed two hits um, that were singles, and they had a nice three nothing lead. But unfortunately, the Cubs have been playing close games, but the bullpen's been failing them, and the Dodgers, of course, came back and won that game. Like uh, you know, the, the Cubs, they, they play they play close games. We talked about it yesterday. They they one run games, ten and sixteen. Two run games, seven and eleven. And, um, you know, David Ross is talking about at least this young team against teams like the Dodgers are battling and competing. It doesn't really excite people who don't know how long this rebuild is going to take. But they have been better the last couple of weeks. I mean, they, they had one four it series. It could be much worse. In. I mean, yeah, look, it, sure. it is a rebuild. It's an obvious rebuild, but it could be like, yeah, I don't know, Pirates or Reds bad. Yeah. And, and look, the Reds are right on their heels, too. But. You know, the Cubs are trying to lose. The Reds weren't trying to lose. They're just the Reds. Um, so Marcus Stroman, hopefully that uh, the, the shoulder is going to not be an issue moving forward. And we're going to start seeing a return on the nice contract he got. And I I still think he's here beyond the trade deadline. But who knows? If, if he starts 
shown up on every day he gets the ball and starts getting into the sixth inning and Chad Hoyer's phone rings and he gets an offer. Maybe it would be the a, a very short stint as a Cub for Marcus. Well, you've got to believe that Jed is going to get the phone calls. Will it be a phone call he wants to receive? Will it be the right kind of haul to get, to get him away from the north side? Yeah, we'll I mean, see. And we'll see. And you're right. He has to put together some strong starts for him to start attracting that attention after being on the IL. Now they're out in LA, and uh, our our buddy Gordon Whitmire, who uh, covers the Cubs for um, NBC Sports Chicago, uh, Frank Schwindel is back off the IL, right? Mm-hmm. And was it two weeks ago? Frank Schwindel, unfortunately, has been called upon to mop up lopsided games, and you know David Ross hands him the ball and says, "Go out there and just you know give me in an inning so we can get at the bus, get on the bus, get on the plane, get the hell out of here." And uh, if you remember Stephen Colbert. Well, Frank Schwindel clocked the lowest velocity pitch since StatCast has been. And it was a whopping 35 miles per hour. So Stephen Colbert, who's got roots here in Chicago, Second City, I think he's now leading the board Second City. You know, grew up his comedy chops. I think he went to Northwestern, right? Um, But he took liberties with Frank Schwindel, and uh, this is what it sounded like a couple weeks ago. Yesterday saw the slowest home run pitch in Major League Baseball history. See, the Chicago Cubs were down 17-3 to against the Yankees. And after burning through four pitchers, the Cubs said, screw it, and put in first baseman Frank Schwindel, who threw this 35-mile-per-hour pitch. Roberts tried to bring in a position player. High fly ball off the bat of Higashioka. Did he get it? Oh, he got it. Now... Now, I'm no baseball player, and neither apparently is Frank Schwindel. <laughs> it's funny, but it was a little, it was a bit it's of a, a cheap shot. It's a cheap shot. But he said, you know, maybe if he said, I'm no major league pitcher, but neither is Frank Schwindel. That would have been, yeah, that would have been better. Somebody needs to get fired for that joke. That was a misfire. Well, well, Gordon Whitmire filed that away, and so uh, Frank comes off the I.L. out in uh, Dodger Stadium, and Gordon Whitmire walks up to him and stirs the pot a little bit. And, and you, you know, th- this is uh, – he basically wanted Frank to throw down the gauntlet to Stephen Colbert to take batting practice against Frank Schwindel, pitcher. And this oh, is yeah, how come started. on out, take some BP, and then uh, if allowed, I'll tow the rubber and see what you got. What are you going to throw him? Uh, start with the 35, and then maybe creep up the ladder. And and, and we're going to find out uh, just who the baseball player is here. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if you can handle that one. All right, Stephen Colbert. There it is. There's the invitation. There you go. Good to see you. Oh, oh, when you come in, good to see you. I would love to see that paid off. Oh, you, this Colbert's per- his staff has to do it, right? They they have, they, to, they have to now. They have to. I mean, I don't know if they wait till the Cubs go to City Field to cut down on expenses, but they should show up at Wrigley Field. They've right? got enough money. Come on, and show it, up at Wrigley. Let's get this done. Timing is everything. He can do the show from Chicago like Letterman used to do at the Chicago Theater, right? I'm, I'm staring at the Chicago Theater right now. Right. That would be perfect. He should do the show on the field. In. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his crew, His if anyone's got a brain cell working there, they, they've got to take advantage. They have Colbert. I love what Schwindel said. I'll start him with the 35 and then climb the ladder. Make the you know, 38, 37. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll tickle 40 miles per hour on the old uh, heater. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll find out because 
Colbert did the the rubber arm or the you know whatever when after the joke he was you know throwing his arm like there's no muscle there. Let's see Colbert pick up a bat again and can he con- make contact on a 35 mile an hour slowest home run pitch in the history of baseball since they were keeping score of that. I I love it. That's a win win for Colbert and the Cubs to do something and, like this. And God bless to Gordon for getting it out there. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's genius right there. Yeah, yeah. You got to file that stuff away and. I'm glad they waited for uh, Schwindel to answer because uh, now it's now the ball is in uh, Colbert's court. Yep, if you will. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I think we're going to take a stab at high low, right? We're going to do that before we get out of here at twelve thirty. Let's do it on the other side of the break. Yeah, we'll do that, and then also we've got some audio to bring back something we talked about earlier, and something I want to throw at uh, everybody, White Sox Nation, if you will, at three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Hanley and Xander. We're back in two on ESPN one thousand.